This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 31. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. And today we are having Drew Lynn on the podcast. Drew Lynn is an all-around badass. His rep sheet and responsibility sheet is crazy long, like bigger than my ego. Um, mass, like it, it, I don't even know all the things he does. But what I'm going to say right now is just probably at the tip of the iceberg. And I love, I, I wish everyone could see everything going on right now because he's super red, which is awesome. Um, but anyway, he is partner and chief strategy officer at Counterpart. He's a technology guru. Um, he chairs the Indy Chambers Business Ownership Initiative Board. He's been in politics and cough, cough, I think he should go back into politics. Um, this is just my my push for that. Um, anyway, he's on a ton of boards, including big brothers, big sisters. Like basically if I'm talking to someone and they're like talking about some random board, I'm like, yeah, Drew's probably on that board. Um, he's, he is one of my mentors. He is my friend and he and his husband, Billy have become, uh, just family to my wife and kids. And I, like they had a, uh, a Christmas, which was the most comfortable Christmas and bougiest Christmas I have ever been to a uh, party. And we just, we had a blast. They are um, just some of the coolest people in the world. And Drew, thanks so much for coming on our humble little podcast here today. <laughs> if I could stop laughing at myself. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh man. Well, cool. Uh, we're going to, we're going to dump, jump into this. I mean, as far as having people on our podcast, the whole, idea honestly is just as we're trying to become better leaders as people are trying to enter this leadership world and just don't know where to start i i love having people uh who i just trust and respect come on the podcast because they like i i don't know i'm sure you could say the same thing here too drew but like it's the people in your life that if you've been around that have helped you really become uh who you are and helped you overcome hurdles and um, I mean, that's why I love meeting with you on you know a monthly basis, just to be like, this is what I'm going through, and you're like, yeah, I know, I've been there, might be there right now, but here here are ways to to walk through that. And so I love having people on the podcast to share their story and how they became a leader as well. So anyway, before we even get into that stuff, would you? I, I know I gave the awkward long rep sheet um, that made you blush, but really, could you tell us more about what you do for work and just maybe what makes you different? from in the fields that you are in? <sighs> yeah, where to start, I guess. I don't, um, as you know, a counterpart, we're, a, we're really business consultants that solve problems or um, create, op seize opportunities. We just happen to use technology as our tool. Mm. Um, so we are a custom software development firm. Um, we've been around 28 years. I've been with the firm going on nine. Wow. Um, and so I was part 
I was brought in to help transition the founders out and um, have uh, three of the existing employees never worked anywhere else and never owned a business before become business, the partners, the new owners. Um, And I didn't plan on staying, but I had so much fun. I ended up staying and taking on partner role as well. So um, yeah, the variety there is really fun from everything from, you know, community health network and innovation to Long's Bakery is a client of ours that just oh, is, cool. is crazy, crazy fun. Um, yeah, and then uh, what else? I don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm involved in all kinds of different things, but um, Me too. You know, just specifically, <laughs> um, my husband. Um, we have residential real estate as well as a property management firm. Um, so. That was not as fun for me, but <laughs> it makes us a lot of, it makes good money though. You're the um, but it's his passion too. And he's just really good at it. If you've ever seen any of the rentals that he's um, created, uh, you, you completely understand. Yeah. So, and then I, I'm because of my story, I have this proclivity to jump in and help. Um, and so I'm an advisor on three tech startups right now. Wow. Um, specifically, wow. and then, you know, <laughs> get involved in all kinds of projects here and there anyway, besides the board stuff. But So we've, Drew, you and I met once. And yeah. I think from that and from Blake talking about you, I would say nonstop. Um, I oh, knew maybe, <laughs> I knew maybe a quarter of those things that you're involved in. So I'm, I'm absolutely blown away by all the things that you, you've got your hands in that you're working on and the way that you're helping others. I love seeing that, but I'd love to know what's your story. And you even kind of mentioned this too. What's your story to becoming a leader or merely the place where you are today? Um, yeah. So I talk about this a lot and you'll see that, you know, whether you look at uh, big brothers, big sisters, or, you know, business ownership initiative at the Indy chamber, they're very much mentor um focused and that's because i am the product very fortunate product of having an incredible mentor myself um i my brother and i you know grew up with my mom single parent family in the trailer park um but we were fortunate enough to have grandparents that were very active um and i got i was just you know, got lucky, honestly, by my mom needing to work an evening and weekend job. And then her boss ended up becoming the mentor and kind of dad I never had. Um, He he provided so much guidance and really opened up the world. I knew that I was not going to, you know, follow some, I don't know, prescribed path. Um, But I I knew I was going to do a lot of good things. And he showed me how I could. uh, he got me into politics. I went to DC. Um, loved that, but it was definitely enough. <laughs> definitely, probably wouldn't do it today. Come on, man! Come on. Uh, How about let's local? Go. How about local? These, yeah, local maybe. Not. I don't know about DC. Um, and then you know, then I I decided I'd done what I'd wanted to do there and was interested in, in um, starting my own company. And he became my first business partner. Oh, that's um, awesome. wow. So I felt, you know, mentorship, I just had a lot of good support. A lot of, you know, I grew up near Taylor University, which is very sheltered, but in a way it also helped me understand values. And then I was able to take, you know, these 
um, grounded in those values and then be able to go experience the rest of the world, which was eye-opening in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 I talk mo a lot about mentorship uh, as well. My husband also had, he's, he does all the work on all our rentals and real estate. And he learned that because somebody took him under his wing and showed him how to do all those things. Um, so it's just really important to each of us. And, and it's definitely been, I think, a major key to my thought process and definitely my success. Yeah. If yeah. You call it that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, we did have a small rep sheet there. Um, anyway, the, I will say that, that you guys are also, and you, you don't even just like preach mentorship, like you do it. Like right. not, not only are you on the board of big brothers, big sisters, but you guys are bigs to a little, right? Sure. And so right. like, I, I just love that you guys put your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? And, and even to say that, like, I, um, I think the world of you when it comes to just philanthropy, like period, just your giving heart. And a lot of our conversations I've like a lot of times are, are even around giving and like how to mm -hmm. take care of others. And so I, I just love that about you guys and just your, like you, you're not small in that. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh yeah, we give a little, like it's just your life exudes giving. Um, and that's good. I think that that's probably as well. And I don't want to speak for you, but truly added to your success as well. But, yeah, I would agree. We were even, we had a friend over last night we were talking after dinner and, you know, Billy made the comment. He's like, you know, we were talking about all the different things we're involved in and, we write the checks and like you said, we get involved, roll up our sleeves and actually do the work. Um, uh, he made the comment that sometimes we feel a little guilty when we have that success and don't share it. Mm -hmm. um, there's kind of a piece of us that just feels obligated to, to give out of abundance. Um, yeah. And for us to have, to not do that just feels really odd. The one, the one of one of our favorite things that we did over the holidays, besides host you and your family, um, thank you, <laughs> was uh, which was so much fun for us it too. Was awesome. Um, but we literally like we don't buy each other gifts um, for the holidays. We, you know, we're we're fortunate. We kind of buy what we want when we want it, kind of thing. Sure. And that's not a brag, but yeah. But we did this year. We actually took out. Um, hundred dollar bills out of our checking account and just kind of kept them in our wallet. And then when we, you know, were able to get served by our favorite waitress or actually just saw somebody doing something really cool, we had a blast giving those hundred dollar bills away. Yeah. It, you know, awesome. just the, the impact it had one lady actually his Billy's wallet actually fell out of his holy jeans and some lady <laughs> was like, found it and was holding it up and, and got it back to him. And he's like, here's a hundred dollars. You know, it, it, she could have taken off with it. I mean, it was just yeah. all kinds of things. And uh, it was just, I don't know. It just, I mean, it was only a hundred dollars and, and we write bigger checks than that, you know, to, to certain groups, but it was just fun to have that. I don't know that random, you know, cross paths with somebody you don't even know. They don't know their story. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. But you, and what's cool about that is you guys primed yourself for that mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you did, you intentionally said, we're going to 
provide a way to be spontaneous, but to have it on the front of our mind and top of our mind that when we see those acts of kindness, we don't let them go undone. Or like we see people in need, we we just are able to help. And I, I've always like, I mean, that's, that's probably what everyone gets annoyed about me talking about, about you is just like how giving you guys are. And um, I love that so much. So you, you talk about like your, your story to becoming a leader. Obviously um, that didn't just come with ease. There was hardship. There were hurdles that you had to overcome. And I mean, even uh, your, your mom's boss stepping into a place of just mentoring you, like what were those things that you had to overcome in order to become a leader or those hurdles that maybe came along your way? Oh, um, or has it been a breeze? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, there's been some fun wins. I'm just, and I guess I'm looking back to when I, you know, 27 and I started my first company. Yeah, there were, there were a lot that, you know, that you get that imposter syndrome a lot of times, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're like, okay, <laughs> am, am I really, am I really qualified to be leading these people or why are they even, is it just, yeah, you, there's just a lot of things you second guess yourself, you know, you have to play roles, right? And sometimes those roles um, I don't exactly align with maybe what you're thinking or feeling about yourself. Um, in the moment, um, that it, that was, that's probably been my biggest struggle is just is is coming to grips, um, being aware of who I am, um, and and being comfortable in my own skin, knowing what I don't know. I don't have to know all the answers. That's what that's why there's a whole world out there with people that um, you know can help. Um, but I think biggest thing was just being comfortable with who I was, uh, um, understanding that, you know, where my weaknesses were, um, I, by nature, um, and more of an introvert, um, and, you know, I had to push myself to be, uh, you know, more extroverted or at least more outgoing, um, in those senses, um, I don't think people get that though about like, like I think people just assume whatever, wherever you're at today is how you've always been. You know what I mean? Like, and I think people think, man, it just, I'm the only one who feels this way. Like, I I don't know that imposter syndrome is something that people even think about and, and think like, am I qualified? They, they feel it internally, but I don't think that until you've been in leadership for a while, do you even hear that term come up? So I think it's, it's just so good that like, how long, how long has it taken you to get comfortable in your own skin? Oh my God. Um, cause I'm, I'm waiting to see what, I think, what age I'll have to be because I'm not there yet. Right, I mean, in some ways I feel like I'm not, I still am. I'm not there yeah. fully really, you yeah. know, there's so many, you know, that people look to me for guidance on things. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, but let's stop and let's try to figure this out together. But I'm definitely not that person. Um, but definitely, you know, grown a lot. The other thing I will say is, you know, you see how important giving is to me. Um, and it, it's a big a- aspect of my life. You know, my first company, I wasn't giving. I didn't think about it. I was all about, you know, I was 27, started my first company, had a lot of success. 
I was all kind of, you know, and then, you know, growing up kind of poor. And now all of a sudden I have, I can get whatever car I want. And, you know, I'm part of this cool technology that nobody knew was coming kind of stuff. You know, I was, you know, I, I was very like, yeah, I think I was very much, you know, more into myself and well, and I think part of it because of all the weaknesses or, you know, deficiencies I had, I was trying to work on, right. I'm trying to read all the books and say all the right things and can't public speak without cracking my voice, you know? Um, and so when, you know, when you, yeah. when you get to that point where, you know, I am what I am and now I can go do the things that are important to me and not just have this persona that the world has to believe or think or, you know, mm. or, or interpret. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely make a lot of good strides, but I don't think we ever really like give up that whole second guess. What's inside my head isn't necessarily what it comes out of my mouth kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's maybe why transparency's a really important part of your growth and anyone's growth. I think that like you want to be a leader, like be transparent with those you can be transparent with. And then always like, like interest, self-introspection and like understanding yourself that doesn't end like right. continue it, keep working on it because I don't like, man, things are coming out now in my life in my mid thirties that I never even like, I didn't think about it all in my twenties. It didn't, I didn't think right. it affected me. Right. And definitely not in my teens. And so like, I, I just, if that's the case now, I can only imagine that's going to continue. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. Um, the other thing I was thinking about in preparation for this, of course, you know, being recorded or in a spotlight is not my favorite thing to do anyway, but, um, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the giving part, right. You know, like I think it's so important and it gets so much fulfillment out of it, but I don't think people really understand or realize how much it's giving, like I'm growing through it. Mm -hmm. Like all these boards, uh, you know, even the, the, these, you know, business owners that I help mentor or help through specific issues, I'm growing by doing that. And, you know, in a lot of cases, um, I'm, I'm learning, right. And like the board, the other people on the boards, I'm picking up pieces and, you know, I mean, it's, it's a growing experience while I happen to be fulfilled and say, Hey, we've built that. We did that. You know, we accomplished this. Um, we serve these people. Um, so I, you know, I feel like, <laughs> yes, in some ways it's definitely, um, am giving, but I'm receiving so much on top of just the, you know, appreciation and fulfillment. Yeah. And it's the right stuff too. It's not, you're not right. receiving just like, cause that's the thing. Money comes and goes. Right. But right. like what you're really receiving is, is, is a lot more. Yeah. Right. Yep. And as you've, as you've grown in that, how do you find with your team specifically that you inspire others to lead that way as well? Maybe even grow into their own skin, be comfortable with who they are, grow into leader that they, that they need to be. That, yeah, that one's, that one's a little 
harder. Well, the counterpart team, I've got, you know, out of out of 20 or 18 of us, I've got like 17 hardcore introverts. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So it's just, you know, about doing, I think. And, you know, you know, we don't we don't talk about I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I do have one um, that counterpart that I'm taking a special interest in because she's younger and wants to, uh, you know, she has aspirations. And um, so, I mean, in some cases, I'm the right person to help give her advice. And then other places, other times I'm like, hey, you need to go talk to Patty over here. She's going <laughs> to she's really got a better handle on, you know, aligning or understanding your perspective and, and figuring out ways so it's kind of that sometimes it's not you, it's more who you can can connect them to. Um, but it, I mean, but I think that's through transparency. It's also, you know, understanding the situation, right? Um, or and really, really understanding the person and trying to get to, you know, what that motivation is. I don't, we don't, I mean, yes. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of us, yeah, we want to be leaders, but it's not like we, you know, put our, you know, put, figured out our road and said, okay, we're going to go be a leader and here's what we have to do to do it. Right. right? It's just kind of, you just naturally, one, you have to grow, you have to have the right people around you. And, and um, I don't know, it just, uh, it, it's, it's, I feel like leadership is a, is a difficult one. You, um, and I don't know, I think there's phenomenally way better leaders, you know, than I will ever be out there that I, you know, that, that I only hope to scratch the surface of what they've, you know, they've been able to accomplish. But um, I, I think what's the motivation it's, and it's really understanding, you know, who it is you're trying to help and why, um, you know, and there, I think though, with that is like, cause that's real interesting that you said like your whole organization is, is a lot of introverts. Right. And I, I think there is something there to that. Cause extroverts, like they're going to exude and, and present this, like here's leadership and here's what you need to do. And here are the things. And like, they're going to naturally do that. But the thing, like when I look at, at you, it has been your life. That is the leadership that inspires mm. me to mimic, you know, and it's the, it's the things you do. It's how you act and how you present and how you deal with conflict that I've watched. And I've been like, man, that was awesome. And, and I think the other superpower the introverts have in leadership is that they're, they're listening and they're trying, yeah. like you said, they're trying to understand the key motivator extroverts. Yeah. We're, most of the time we're not. <laughs> we're not like trying to, we're just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. What's next? And so I do think you hit a different style of leadership that ends up like just being impactful because you get straight to the heart and then you mm -hmm. lead by the example and by the things you do. That's interesting observation. I've never really quite thought about that. Like that. And I'm not even an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. that quiet, intentional, actions that take and draw others to that leadership. You may not be overtly out there stating, Hey, I'm going to be a leader and here's what you should do to follow me. But you're taking those steps and people are seeing that. Yeah. That listening definitely is key. I want to understand why. Um, yeah. That's, 
the big motivator. And then if I understand the why, then I can understand how I can help or that I cannot and I need to get you to somebody else. Well, and that's even as you were talking about counterpart and how like what counterpart is, is like even though you guys do. um, I'm sorry, what is it? It's build software, build software. Yeah, okay, thank you. So even though you guys build software, what you really do is offer solutions, right? Right. And it's solutions to those problems, not software because software is fun. Right. I think that's what's what's neat about about that. And it fits you. It does. Though, you know, interestingly enough, you know, most people, well, most people in our space, just the software space, we're like, they're like um, attorneys and accountants, right? They're, they're charging by the hour, their time and material. Oh, yeah, I think that'll take about 20 hours. And then if it takes 18, they probably still bill 20. If it takes 22, then they're going to bill you 22. Not all, and I'm, I'm not s- suggesting, but, you know, in our in our our business model is all about producing that outcome and before we even start i've already given you we've already given you a price and if and we're not changing that price um based on you know what we all understood and if we don't we don't get paid if we don't deliver it on time so we're trying to take that you know as much of the the responsibility and i and in some ways it's empowering us in other ways, sometimes we eat it. Right. You know, yeah. cause we didn't, yeah. we just didn't, but ultimately it's our word that matters. Yeah. You know, this town as much as <laughs> probably more so than most, you know, it's not very forgiving. If you've got a lot of people <laughs> around town that haven't had great experiences with you, you know, the rest of the town's going to find out real quick. It's the Midwest. And, uh, <laughs> it's so, the Midwest. We're nice yeah, people, right. but don't screw with us. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh. So um, you're on a ton of teams, ton of boards. How do you feel like you build a good team around you? Because I think you talking about going into counterpart and helping people to like who've been part of the company since day what one or three, but like, how how do you help build those teams to go create and accomplish these solutions? I mean, I got pretty lucky with, you know, we had a really solid foundation of at counterpart. Anyway, I was really lucky stepping in. There were a lot of proven successful, you know, team members. And then we were able to, you know, build upon that um, slowly. You know, when I came in, I was number 10 employee and now we're 18, (laughs) Um, eight, nine years later. So we're more deliberate about our growth and understanding about how, but part of that's also the business model just allows us to, um, I don't have to feed a lot of mouths when it, 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 and take almost any kind of job. Mm. So we can be more deliberate about what it is we're good at, who we like to work with, um, and, and what we're actually, you know, producing. I think in other cases, though, like with the nonprofits and even the, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I like the, everybody's got value. It's about how to understand it and, um, you know, leverage it or, or engage it, um, activate it, if you will. Um, And it's, you know, I feel like um, it's fun to connect people that probably wouldn't normally connect. 
Um, you know, um, one of one a fun a fun project, small project that we I was able to work on. I actually just had lunch with him today, but the associate dean at Kelly School of Business and I had lunch a few years back in 2018, and he's like. You know, we've had this conversation, love academia. I'm glad I went to school, but they just don't, the, the real world is just different. Yeah. Um, there it's, it's so hard for, you know, a straight A, let alone anybody to come, you know, to come out of college without having real world experience during it to really get, get what is needed. Yeah. And they're like, we just really have to, we have to, he wanted to um, figure out something, you know, how to connect um, how to connect higher ed to the community, how to, how to, how to be more relevant to, in our case, the technology industry. And, um, you know, I happen to have a client that's community health network. So here's IU going to community health and not IU health to work <laughs> on innovation. And we literally got 30 some, you know, tech leaders together. We called it the stealth lab and did a design thinking session and on a half, you know, an afternoon, four hours or something like that. And now it's turning into um, that kind of session is now turned into what we call enterprise core, which is taking my BOI, our BOI clients and other disadvantaged or, um, uh, yeah. Uh, disadvantaged entrepreneurs and providing them with um, MBA, about to graduate MBA senior students to help on with their businesses in, in four different aspects. Oh, wow. So like what happened with the whole motivation for us to get the technology surrendered, you know, they listened and now all of a sudden they've got MBA, I mean, course requirements helping entrepreneurs here in Indianapolis in the central Indiana, you know, that was, that took about three years, but I mean, like it's, and, and that wasn't a straight path, yeah. but it was so cool to see how, you know, community health network, not the, at the top, but you know, they're, they were connecting with IU and then the tech community who, you know, doesn't really rely on higher ed for their talent. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they don't, um, they don't have to, um, and to see now that they're actually uh, like serving and helping grow businesses here in central Indiana um, was pr pretty cool. Um, and I don't know if I really answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think it's being aware, though. Like yeah. you're you're looking for those places um, to fit fit puzzle pieces to the picture. Right. Like and yeah. I think. I think that a lot of that is that just that awareness of like, are you looking, are you just inwardly looking at yourself or are you outwardly looking at everybody's unique abilities that you're talking about? You know, do you see their connection? Do you see their ability to work together in tandem? But do you also see how like, Hey, that you can serve this way and you can serve this way. And I, I think that is how to build a good team is you stop looking at yourself as the leader and start looking at the problem and say, I, I need to come up with these things. That's that's definitely, you nailed it there. But <laughs> I was just remembering, I think I volunteered you for us, another project. Down the <laughs> <laughs> so, you right, just so reminded me of right there. <laughs> right there. 
<laughs> I, uh, yeah, literally just last Friday. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. I'll be hitting you up on that later. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Tell Blake um, to show up and wear, and he'll be yeah. there. <laughs> right. Hey, right. For Drew Lynn. I think you'll enjoy it too. So. Cool. Cool. Okay. So my favorite question always Uh-oh. on this podcast, um, and, and it's it's always high pressure for everyone until I say it. That's why I build it up way more than it is, and right. I keep talking yes. in circles, and everyone gets pissed off. But anyway, <laughs> um, what do you believe the one mindset is that every leader should know? I always love this. I, I was the answer. Yeah, I um, I, I, I don't know if this is the right answer. It just keeps come resonating back to me, and that's the whole servant leadership um, mentality. Um, you know, people can, te- you know, dictate things all they want, but until they're doing, I just think they're, you know, I, I'm part of the CEO group, the I team with like, like you are. And, you know, one of my commitments was, you know, around the servant leadership is, you know, do you, do you fish to give the fish away or do you teach people how to fish? And I'm like, I want to do both. Yeah. Um, Cause the fishing and catching that fish is very rewarding. It's also really cool to see that person I just helped able to do that themselves. So like, it's, I feel like that servant leadership kind of mentality is, is a big motivator for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's really cool to be able to write that gigantic check, which I've never done, um, you know, to help some nonprofit. But when you're actually in there and you're working with the staff and you're able to, you know, put on the main event for Big Brothers Big Sisters and raise five hundred thousand dollars, you know, and look back and you work together with it, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot there that that's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. Yeah, I just I feel like there's just a lot of fulfillment in in and you meet people you wouldn't ever get to meet, right? You really wouldn't interact with, and and the mission alignment just really helps kind of bring it all together. Yeah, absolutely. As we've uh, kind of talked about earlier, this we really focus a lot on this podcast on bringing our listeners from that positional leadership to a permission level where they're learning how to interact with others, how they're getting that permission level, that relationship. Um, and one thing we like to ask uh, all of our guests is, do you have a good resource uh, that you would recommend, maybe a book or a podcast or something like that, that would kind of hit that area? Um, and if not, just something around leadership that would that would uh, keep our listeners on the right track? I mean, I feel like I mean, there's all kinds of books and podcasts and I, I don't like really hone in on one. I feel like I feel like the one advice that I finally, you know, or like I said, when I was younger and started my first company, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking broadly about what I what the impact I could have on the community besides, you know, the providing jobs for my employees and those kinds of things. Right. That those are great things is. But it's like getting, finding some mission, getting involved, getting on a board, because then you're going to be surrounded by others that you're going to learn so much from um, through, you know, you're going to get to know. It's just it, you're, you're, you're building out your peer network. And I think it's 
very important to have a peer network so and one that you can be transparent and honest with and say hey i'm stuck i don't know what the hell i'm doing right now and i need a little advice and you're going to know so that peer network that's just genuine and open uh, i mean like i said i all the boards i sit on i'm definitely not near as accomplished as probably 90 percent of the the rest of those and that those that that group and i'm sure you know if i was in that you know, I, I'm sure I'll find myself in a position where I need to reach out and, I, uh, you know, and, and they're going to provide that to me um, while I happen to be fulfilling, you know, a, a mission moment of my own. Yeah. So I, I don't know that that answered it, but I just feel like there's there are tons of books, but it, I just feel like, you know, giving, finding a way to, to, to understand your position in the community, uh, making sure that you're you're giving back to that community while you're building out your peer network. That's going to be a a huge resource for you down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I think you did. I think you answered it really well. Um, because one of the things I was thinking as you were talking was it's easy for us to put our heads down, get into a book get into a podcast and start really just working on ourselves. But the reality is we can only see what we can see of ourselves and getting the group of people around you who can, who can really show you more about you, what your next steps are, things like that is absolutely crucial. And I appreciate, I really appreciate you to bring that up. Yeah. I also think there is a, there, there is a temptation to be so narrow focused that I love that you just helped us with because yeah. like the big idea of being servant leader and then not just as you go out and do things and, and whether it's, leadership within the company you're at, starting a company, it doesn't matter. But when you get so narrow focused and you are the only thing you can see, you're going to miss all the good stuff. And how we respond now, like I I think the thing I love about you is there is nothing you do, Drew, that doesn't align with you. Like you have learned who am I? What do I want to be aligned with? And it's not even hard, I'm sure. I'm sure things are hard, but it's not hard to go do those things because you align with those things. And they're hitting an intrinsic value and an extrinsic value. And I think that's where people miss it is they get so focused on the outcome. And I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Get so focused on just profit and the outcome and nothing yep. else matters that you miss that life is to be lived with others and for others. And, and we miss miss it all if all we focus on is ourself. Absolutely. And that was my 27 year old self, right? When I started my first company, that was exactly my mentality. And that's definitely something I had to learn to change. Yeah. Um, and you did. <laughs> you yes. sure did. It that's for sure. While. Because you have you've been an inspiration to me. And I know many others when I when I mention your name, and people are like, I know Drew, there is never a time <laughs> that it's like, Oh, Drew, the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never got that. No. I can give you a list if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Well, Drew, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Really appreciate you coming on here to the podcast. Um, just absolutely enjoy hearing more about your story and your heart and uh, your your vision, uh, your joy of giving. It's been a challenge uh, to me personally, um, and I hope to our listeners, and I hope they've, they've learned some stuff today. So thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate the opportunity and love talking absolutely. to you guys as well. Absolutely. And if you need uh, options, I can give you plenty of options to get involved with. <laughs> yeah, awesome. If, if people are interested in, in reaching out to you, what's a good way to get a hold of you? Email is probably the best. The Drew.Lynn, L-I-N-N, that counterpart.biz is probably the easiest one. Awesome. 
thank you so much. And thank you guys for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song.